Welcome to this Bloomberg Trend Conversation on the next evolution of the app economy which is powered by Eurowire. The app economy has transformed India in so many ways. From e-commerce to travel, from entertainment to handyman services, from beauty to health, and from the material to the spiritual, we all depend on apps. But most of our apps today are aimed at the top 100 million or lesser Indians. That is in fact called India 1. The really big market is Bharat. The next 400 to 500 million Indians and how their lives will be transformed. Today, in this Bloomberg conversation on the next evolution of the app economy, which is powered by Hero Wire and part of our series Reimagining the Techverse, we will look at the latest trends in this space, what innovators and pioneers are doing, the opportunities and challenges, and how the app economy can perhaps drive us to one trillion or more. of the 5 trillion economy that the indian prime minister is aiming for to help us do that today we have some very eminent guests with us first up we have mr tn hari who wears multiple hats he is an author an angel investor an advisor to vcs and a mentor at startup accelerators and he also leads hr at one of india's most respected retail companies big basket next up we have nitin sethi Our senior vice president, chief digital officer, consumer businesses at the Adani Group, which is one of India's largest conglomerates, and where he is leading digital transformation for the entire Adani Group. Uh, next up, we have Sanjoy Paul, who is a member of the senior faculty at Eurowide. He is also a successful edtech entrepreneur. So we have three very different people from very different uh, perspectives, and I'd like to begin by asking uh, each of you all, and perhaps. Uh, we could start with you uh, mr hari uh, we we've been talking about the app economy today uh, where do we stand today and do you think the indian approach has been very different as compared to other countries so thanks uh, ivor so i think you know let me just start by providing a bit of a context you know i think uh, india's entrepreneurial ecosystem went through four different phases we are probably in the fourth phase the first phase i would say was between 1947 to the year y2k and that was the period of time when no first generation entrepreneur ever dreamt of or dared i would say to get into entrepreneurship so entrepreneurship was the sole prerogative of uh, families who knew how to manipulate the rules and who knew how to get the right kind of licenses and permits so y2k i think in many ways was a blessing in disguise and uh, india's services economy took off and india became a powerhouse of services and i think these were the first two phases uh, that never you know leveraged the app economy so to say I think the third phase, I think, with the setting up of Flipkart and uh, the, I mean, the kind of inspiration that the young uh, engineers like Sachin and Bindi Pansil provided, uh, hundreds if not thousands of other entrepreneurs to go down the path of using apps to solve some of India's own problems. I think that's where the app economy got kickstarted. I think uh, the companies that were set up in the first, you know, part of this uh, journey, which is, I would say, phase three. focused on the top uh, 100 million consumers in india top of the pyramid consumers in india figuring out their problems and solving for every inconvenience of theirs that was it i think uh, in a big way the app economy really really took off this was the kind of vehicle i think the indian economy had been waiting for lot of india's problems seem pretty much unsolvable they seem very very wicked problems but i think for the first time a combination of smartphone and internet allowed many of these problems to be solved in very interesting ways and uh, i would say the next phase of entrepreneurship is about the bharat apps i think that's something that uh, is often talked about which is that uh, you know startups began 
using you know besides uh, smartphone and uh, internet using broadband and the aadhar rails that had been you know laid out in the last few years to solve problems of uh, middle india or the next 400 million consumers in india so i think that's a big thing that's really taken off i think uh, a lot of unicorns that get built in the next uh, decade or so will be those that are solving problems for the next 500 million indians they would be built by entrepreneurs who come from tier 3 tier 4 towns of india they would be funded by vcs who grew up in these tier 3 tier 4 towns of india and coming to your very specific question about you know has india taken a slightly different path i think absolutely every country has taken a slightly different path america went down the path of digital ads uh, their entire internet is uh, advertising driven china went down the path of creating a world garden creating their own equivalents of google amazon and many other you know us uh, internet companies so europe went down the path of data privacy very very heavy data privacy laws india went down the path of uh, you know upi and facilitating uh, you know small transactions so facilitating transactions in a very big way i think is the path that india has chosen so i think apps uh, along with the upi rails along with uh, you know very cheap uh, data and broadband that jio really created is helping india solve its own problems so i think every company every country has gone down the path that has been relevant for it i think india's problems are unique 1 billion people 1.4 billion people many of them you know having very different types of problems and we went down the right path i think of creating uh, answers for our own uh, problems well you know, i'm sure there's there's a lot of stuff to unpack there uh, sir and we'll hopefully come to each one of them uh from bharat uh, to some of these uh, problems uh nitin sanjay i also want to throw this uh, question open to you all i mean uh, even from a generational perspective you you all are uh, digital natives as compared to i think uh, some of us so what what's your take uh, on this entire app economy and what's happening in india perhaps you can start with you nitin uh i'll i'll try and add my two cents so actually the evolution has started with a smartphone and data right so data becomes the fuel and it's it's not what going to happen next it's already happening uh when we talk about apps apps are becoming super apps and it's not only a global phenomena it's it's happening in india and the digital ecosystem is getting created as we speak so internet is uh internet you can measure in generations so 5 year is actually a one generation not 10 so uh, what hari said uh, beautifully it's era uh, 2000 and uh, we we saw nokri 99 acres times and redef and then shaadi bharat matrimony that happened then we've got into horizontals and uh, quicker uh, you know olx that type of evolution happened but now if you look at it the new age uh, economy for every small thing there is an app right so you you think about a problem and there is a app which you can solve it for but how many apps a mobile phone going to presume because your smartphone itself is an app right so i think when we talk about india specifically the players who will succeed will be the players who will connect this experience and solve for multiple problems rather than letting consumer download an app for a particular specific issue i think that's where india will get boosted in, in digital economy and um, uh, you know boundaries of india and bharat is going to merge the era of like, experience economy is already started absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. i think you put it very well sanjay 
quick take from you. There are a couple of questions. Where exactly the app economy is headed? So the answer would be that is you no know, app economy is heading towards Bharat, where uh, this tier two, tier three city entrepreneurs, backed by beautifully said by Mr. Hari, backed by tier two, tier three cities investors, uh, will be creating solutions for tier two, tier three cities problems. And one of the bigger problem that all of these startups are facing right now, even I'm coming from education sector. Is is kind of creating vernacular medium, vernacular content, you know, vernacular apps. Where, as you said, right, eighty three percent of uh, students uh, who are actually graduating for vernacular medium schools in India. So obviously, the apps and the medium of communication, the comfort, has to be from vernacular medium languages, right? So that's where uh, the app economy is headed. Uh, there's a lot of money that's being generated from the content, from using the app, and everywhere. As well as it's kind of where the differentiation lies between the US and China economy, where uh, the problems are very hyper local. The problems, the solutions are also being hyper local. Where you kind of solutions of small villages have been solved by one single app. Solutions which are very vernacular, kind of a Tamil problem or a Bengali problem, is being solved by smaller entrepreneurs, and they're getting great amount of success, starting from monetization to getting funding from VCs. I think you know that that's again a huge issue, and hopefully we we'll, we'll come to that. Uh, but before we come, before we really come to that, I, I really want to look at a larger issue, right? And I think uh, this is more of a, a, a certainly a business problem, um, and of course even a, a technology problem. The thing is that when we speak about the app economy, what we also need to have is really a very strong focus on data and the data structures that need to power these apps, right? And I, I want to ask you, Nitin. Uh, what are the challenges there? Are we are we doing it right? Because uh, you know, uh, data quality itself is a problem, especially when one relies on uh, public databases, uh, which is not uh, very possible uh, in India as compared, uh, uh, let's say, to to the West. And you know, there are there are there are a huge amount of issues over here. But it's it's very very critical to get this data foundation right. So what's what's your take on that? What's been your experience, and how are you working? I think it's a it's a great question, and there is a little bit of answer within the question. So uh, the brands which are creating experiences are brands which form that trust. The consumer trust is so very important, right? So when we craft experiences, there is a uh, ownership with a brand that okay, you need to be responsible. The digital experience needs to be responsible enough to protect the consumer's data, right? So whether it's a first. uh you know uh, first side cookies second level cookies or or a third party data uh, brands need to make sure it's it's a long journey you know a broken trust of a consumer they don't give you a second chance right and india still doesn't have a gdpr like compliance our our policies are still uh, changing we still need to have though the local uh, data uh, storage policy is really helping indian brands uh, and and boosting the economy but at the same time right now the consumer is not getting encashed on their own data i think we are moving to a more creator economy we are moving to a economy where consumer will get valued will get paid for their eyeballs views and opinions and we are already with the metaverse we are already entering into that era right now data also suggest uh, uh, you know ever that india will become one trillion digital economy in 5 years and that's my personal opinion uh, really that i see it happening much faster with the monetization and personalization and and so much recommendation uh, if we do the local crafting 
right we can keep thinking global but if we do the local crafting on the experiences we see exponential digital growth across bharat across the india across the tier 1 tier 2 and and the last millionaire age right that's what i i i personally feel and i'm very passionate about though it's a it will happen through public private partnership right so government can't do everything brands needs to be responsible enough it's a combination of startups uh big brands and conglomerates to come together and work towards it so respect consumers boundaries and and uh, you know value the data i think you put it very very uh, well and again i think i think we we keep coming back to this right the local uh part so how do we really build in right some of this greater personalization and localization uh, which will drive better recommendations better consumer experiences etc how do we take india's app economy beyond the you know the india one which is perhaps the first 100 million that you know the flipkart the amazon the world are currently focused on and to really to the bharat which is maybe the next 400 500 uh, million and build unicorns that really solve for bharat and not just india and i'm sure the flipkarts and the amazons will also be there but there there is a huge uh, opportunity and also are there any players that you all see today right that they are perhaps uh, heading on this uh, starting out on this journey and getting there perhaps uh, we could start with you sanjoy and uh, hari or uh, nitin you all could add from your experiences so i think this is also a very wide question i think uh, it uh, kind of begs different uh, perspectives sure um so i can give you uh, my perspective into this like how we can kind of reach to this again the question is reaching this beyond 100 100 crore people right so what we're looking at right now is there are two challenges right one challenge um, is kind of being solved is about um, how do i put it internal literacy where uh, think about uh, my generation my generation i'm very versatile with smartphones and all but now my mother have started using whatsapp started you know she has probably like one week back she had done her first online shopping so these are the things which is a challenge and uh, where ux i would say ux uh, where language and you know how comfortable and how uh, easy the app would be you know usable for probably a generation which is just just above mine uh, that's going to be, play a huge role uh, somebody otherwise uh, it would be very difficult so think about a flipkart or amazon which is a lot of very sophisticated uh, environment or very sophisticated policies and sophisticated you know buying experience Uh, probably would not be able to reach to a uh, to an audience which is just starting to use their smartphones. That is that is this piece that exists right where they are using smartphones only for for WhatsApp and Facebook, nothing else. Uh, from a technology side, from an education perspective, it has reached really fast because this this whole pandemic has created an environment where everybody is using smartphone or a laptop, specifically smartphones in villages. uh for teaching so parents have started using smartphones that has really you know how do i put it is like it has kind of accelerated the whole movement which is supposed to be done 2030 in 2025 right that's that's challenge that's being solved and again hyper local language uh make it very specific niche ux for very specific set of people if you talk about an example like nike right it's 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 kind of connecting to very specific set of people if if you talk about an example uh, uh, like where uh, uh, example like class plus right it it's it's kind of working with tier 2 tier 3 city teachers just onboarding and digitize those institutions 
so which is doing really well in tattoo tattoo if you go to bihar smaller villages in bihar they were they they have actually adopted clusters have their own app in, in small small institutions small iit institutions in in patna in, in th- those are the things which has happened really well uh, the other challenge uh, which is obviously internet connectivity which is being eradicated as we speak very very fast um and the answer to that is obviously the geofication has happened so i was in i i, I talk to people i i give give talks to people who are in bangladesh and all the spaces where geo geofication haven't happened is a huge thing right in india where internet is is a problem that's being resolved and again i'll come back to the language barrier again if the apps which are building things in in local languages in languages in hindi and tamil and telugu and bengali are making the difference and more and more apps which are doing this uh, who a uh, giving a customer experience in local languages b also making sure the smaller businesses the smaller enterprises in tier 2 tier 3 cities as i as i just named plus plus right the smaller institutions in tier 2 tier 3 i i towns have adopted plus plus to digitize their classes right so th- those are the experiences would also make a difference and going to make a you know is is actually making a difference in in bharat as we speak mr hari nitin anything you all want to add yes. to this any any examples yeah, especially yeah let me just add to what uh, sanjoy you know uh, just said so i think you know india's middle class has held a lot of promise but also a lot of disappointment which is that you know many foreign companies mncs uh, you know manufacturing consumer goods and many other products overestimated the buying power of india's middle class i think they were taken in by the sheer size in terms of numbers but not the buying capacity so i think that's an interesting insight which is that india is not one large homogeneous market and i think sanjoy brought this out beautifully which is that india is actually a combination of hundreds and hundreds thousands of micro markets and therefore here in lay the lies the challenge which is serving these thousands of micro markets is very different from serving one large homogeneous market or a few large homogeneous markets the way businesses startups need to look at delivering products and services to these micro markets would be very different from you know being able to deliver micro uh, products to a large uh, you know homogeneous market where the economics of scale work out in a very different way so in india for instance if you travel 100 kilometers everything changes consumer preference changes the kind of products and services they like to consume the in- information that they are interested in everything changes rapidly so i think you know you need to build a large number of smaller businesses and obviously some of these businesses will also figure out that they can find application in multiple markets and they will therefore they will be able to straddle and some of them will go on to become probably big companies so for example i was talking about a company called local which uh, operates in a small town and in that town about a 100 kilometers radius people just love the tap because it provides updates and information on everything that's relevant for people in that uh, you know small little geography when is the next power cut when will power be restored who is the municipal candidate who is you know the next um, you know which which school is opening who is getting married so everything that's of interest to those people in that radius is served and that app is doing well and i'm sure they figured out you know the you know playbook here which is that micro markets in india matter so i think also coming back i think to bharat i think a lot of these young entrepreneurs are figuring out that bharat solutions need to be different so for example we just take fintech right banks i think turned out to be extremely arrogant they believed that many people in india were not credit worthy it was a stupid foolish belief 
just because they did not have any mechanism for evaluating credit worthiness, they just believed that they were not credit worthy. So they kept giving loans to people who didn't know and many of them defaulted. Actually, many people who really need these little loans are people who can repay, who are, you know, who just need that little push to be able to, you know, overcome a big barrier in life. So many of these fintech companies, you know, came up with very interesting credit rating models, evaluation models, and began giving these micro loans. You have a credit D, you know, which turned out to be a big company, Harshil uh, Mathur's uh, Razorpay. So Razorpay is another amazing company, which went to tier three, tier four, tier five towns in India and earned the trust of that small business person. You know, business, small businesses in India actually operate on trust. So these people spent a lot of time with the field sales force, educating them, actually helping them make payments, you know, receive payments and solve their problem. Now it's a raging success. The company is almost seven, eight billion dollars. So I think in um, Bharat's needs are very different and people who understand India may not understand Bharat. So you need to understand the needs, come up with solutions whose price points are very different from price points that the top 100 million consumers are willing to, their problems are very different. Their performance expectations are very different. So I think India is a very interesting nation. Lots of micro, micro markets and the challenges in being able to profitably serve these micro markets. Yes, absolutely. I think that's a, you know, absolutely given, right? India has so many micro markets. Uh, India is, uh, I mean, in, in whatever sphere you can uh, take it, from language to food, India is very, 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 very uh, complex. Nitin, anything you had to add to this? Uh, just, wanted, just wondering. I think uh, Hari and uh, Sanjoy put it so beautifully. I'll I'll add uh, I'll try and uh, summarize it in a in a way. I'm a I'm a storyteller. So in in my opinion, future belongs to marketplaces done for SMEs and new India, right? So uh, marketplaces which are empowering the end consumer and small businesses, right? So uh, I think I think uh, that's what it is is going to be. I think that's that's very well uh, put. Just wanted to just add one line to this, uh, if you allow me, which is that, you know, uh, many of the earlier, you know, the digital businesses, app businesses were built on fighting the little guy, fighting the Kirana, fighting the little guy. But I think the new age businesses are being built in supporting, enabling them and helping them become successful and helping them become successful. These guys become successful. I think that's a big change. It's such an important thing for India. Yeah, I just, I would add this and it, the same thing is happening in education sector everywhere else, right? The, the same applications, the, uh, the bigger companies coming in and saying that, you know, just taking an example, I'm just, just, just to add to Hari's, uh, just giving an education perspective to this, saying, think about how Baiju's have evolved, right? So Baiju's came on saying that you don't, you don't need private tuitions at all. Then move into saying that take tuitions from us and kind of start having those teachers onboarded into their platform providing tuitions to their students that like the, the teachers are basically they're fighting for when, you know, they started their company. So that that's a huge change that has happened, happened to a company like Baiju's even, which has been like one of the biggest companies in the world right now. So that's what the change in India and Bharat is happening. In. So, so that, that, that leads me to my next question, uh, Nitin. Um, you know, uh, where do really super apps come into play? Uh, you know, the, the fact is that some super apps have had tremendous uh, success, but some have been limited. And, you know, while we, I think, uh, I, I think we, we all agree that the geofication uh, of India has made a lot of the digital uh, transformation possible, but, you know, maybe the super app there hasn't had as much success. So what is really the uh, way forward? I mean, 
Uh, do you think companies should really look at super apps or is it perhaps a smarter focus on flows to kind of drive the same results? No, it's it's a it's a trillion dollar uh, question. It's not only billion dollar question, and I'm I'm so glad that you you pointed it to me. So um, and 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 Hari and uh, Sanjoy, I'm I'm taking the uh, liberty right now. I'm I'm going to represent all three of us. Uh, so see, uh, so far globally, super has been made on few themes: payments, e-commerce, grocery transportation, messaging and communication. Now, and of course, some part of it is lending, right? Peer-to-peer -peer lending. Now, if you if you look at the most successful platforms and Akka super apps, you, you take Gojek, you take Grab, you take Alipay, you pay, take WeChat, you pay Amazon. Now, if you look at India, of course, we have a common player. Amazon is also uh, an integrated platform here. They have a lot of offering. Uh, almost all that penetrated India is, is almost there. Um, we have WhatsApp. But what's the Indian skin in the game here? You look at Paytm. You look at PhonePay. Right? So these are the apps. Now, are these enough? I don't think so. So a national brands have a responsibility to penetrate the market. Okay. And that's why I said that I'm, I'm going to talk on behalf of all three of us. So it's not only, uh, you know, how are we going to do about it? I think the bigger question is that will super apps, Indian super apps disturb, disrupt the internet economy in India and become a global dominant player. The answer is not simple, but the answer lies in the execution, the last mile execution. The answer is on the customer empathy, customer centricity, customer self-empowerment, and in totality, the customer experience, right? So it's not only about whether you are relevant for a niche or you are offering a masses. You have to start somewhere and then continue to penetrate. See, uh, many players will try and acquire 30, 40, 50 startups and do it, right? That's one way. There's no right or wrong. Or there is an organic building way, right? You continue to keep customer in center and, and build it. I think the winner in long term, in 10 years, will be the winner who will think about 1 billion people and not only about easy quick wins. That's, you know, that's how, is, how I see it. Ultimately, customer needs to be winner, not the brand, right? Customer needs to solve, he needs to get that funding, he needs to get that convenience, he needs to get that last pin code delivery at his hometown. And COVID has changed a lot, right? Trust me, it, it changed the whole ecosystem canvas for everybody. The internet penetration just boosted, the adoption got treated, people now value their time. It's, it's how I watch, when I watch, what I watch. So it's more about giving empowerment to the consumer. And the brands will win who will do that. It's very simple, but difficult to execute. Absolutely. I think you put it very well. It seems very simple, but very difficult to execute. Uh, Mr. Ari, you know, uh, again, uh, going back to your observers uh, hat, uh, uh, you know, and also the fact that you work in Big Basket, but I'm not putting you in the spot here. But, you know, as you've seen this app economy grow and transform India, and uh, Nitin uh, referred to this, you know, Indian apps really becoming global apps 
when do you think Indian apps will really finally grow to dominate even the global economy? I think currently there are very few, right? Like an Inmobi, etc. Right? That are well known uh, globally. When, when do you perhaps uh, see this uh, shift uh, happening? So, um, I, would, I, I am not an expert on this, but let me still go ahead and uh, state what I think. So, I, my own sense is that uh, many of India's apps will continue to solve for India's problems. I think there can be truly very few number of global apps that can find global applications. So, I think that's not very easy. For example, you have an Amazon, you have a Google. It's not that they are global apps without a reason. There's a reason why they are global apps. I think certain kinds of problems are more amenable to being solved globally and certain kinds of problems are more amenable to being solved locally. I think the kind of problems that India faces is involving a lot of friction on the ground. I think those problems with a lot of friction on the ground is where Indian apps and Indian companies will continue to excel. I think building global apps uh, needs to solve a different kind of a problem and network effect probably operates in many of those situations where the person who has an advantage or anyone who grows beyond a particular size begins to have a disproportionate advantage over those who are trying to make an entry. So that's how, for example, WhatsApp is probably a global app. You know, Google is a global app. I can't think of a second Google. Even if you develop an amazing search engine, I don't know how many people will go away from you know, Google search of WhatsApp. So I think building these global apps is not easy and I don't think that should even be the intention. The intention should be about solving for problems that are around you. And in the process, for example, if you expand globally, for example, Amazon, right? It is, it is not solving for a tech problem like Google or WhatsApp. It's solving for friction on the ground. And it's a tech first company, unlike a big basket, which is a retail first company, which also uses technology. So I think um, Amazon has been able to go global and it's not been able to go global because of network effect, but because they have just successfully expanded like many successful, you know, foreign companies which built uh, multinational, you know, brands. So I, my own sense is that it's not very easy to build uh, uh, global apps in areas where there is a lot of friction. I think you can do it where there is network effect, where, uh, you know, irrespective of where you are, it does not require heavy logistics on the ground to be able to solve such a problem. I think those are most amenable. Inmobi is a classic example, right? No logistics on the ground, no warehousing, nothing. It's just about ad technology. So you can sit out of India and build a global app. You can sit out of any other country. So that's my view, uh, Ivor. Absolutely. I think you put it very well, sir. You know, uh, I also wanted to, you know, look at this entire, I think uh, we this came up uh, earlier also, right? That we need to build this entire app economy as an ecosystem. The fact that, you know, earlier, we were trying to replace the Kirana, the, the small uh, SME, small businesses, etc. Uh, but we need to take them along. So, uh, uh, Nitin, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, how do we really build this as an ecosystem and not just as cutthroat competition? Because India is a large enough market. For, I mean, the next 400, 500 million is certainly not small, given that even 100 million is much larger than uh, many countries in uh, uh, Europe. Right? There's, there's scope for multiple players to thrive and as customers perhaps see value, the ecosystem is built, job creation happens. So how do we really do this and how do we really take small businesses, etc. and all along with us uh, on this uh, journey and make this uh, a revolution that's uh, built as an ecosystem and not uh, as competition? Sure. Uh, thanks for asking this again to me. Uh, I'll, 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 t I'll give you a traveler's uh, view, uh, try and give you uh, something which is 
every every day's issue and uh, where there are multiple brands are involved and they're co-creating uh, adani is the largest uh, private player in airports we are largest airport operator now why this is complementary and not a competition because the same traveler traveling from mumbai airport will consume tata starbucks coffee will take a gift for his kid from hamleys right and so it's complement it's, it's the same journey the consumer is going to have touch upon three different brands so we are not competing is co-creating right so uh, if you look at vistara vistara consumers are going to fly from adani's airport so who owns the consumer there is no airport without an airline and there is no airline without an airport so who is responsible for doing the customer delight on that customer experience both i think right so it's my responsibility as a brand that we do a baggage belt boarding gate seamless security cashless touchless experience very informative very tailor made experience for the consumer right and then is the airline which enhance it further right it's is co creating and there are many industries if you if you go to whether is again transportation or payments now how you build it can we create or co create an ecosystem where the consumer is been rewarded when the consumer is spending money on the airport and he gets benefit on the starbucks loyalty program and also adani one loyalty program i think the answer is big yes so if we work towards making the consumer the king and just not say it for the saying believe it live by it that's where the you know end goal should be so it's co creation in each and every form i think we explained it uh, very well anything uh, you want to add uh, sanjay or bisari uh to this i think it's a, it's again a very quite a large uh, question go ahead sanjay uh i think uh, it's kind of uh similar to what nitin said uh what i what i feel another part to that is um, when we talk about an ecosystem we talk about different uh, different facet of a very similar kind of work which are basically competing as i, I just take the example of byju's right so byju's was was started as something which which was competing against these private tutors now the it's a, one of the biggest employment form for these private tutors where they earn a lot of money by kind of teaching in byju's so i'm just taking an education example because that's where my expertise lies so so th- that that is again a lot of things which is happening right now uh, even more or less even you know this whole pandemic thing have actually changed this whole scenario as well because all these competing brand have now suddenly realized that i'm actually going behind one single customer and there are different points of it where i can benefit the customer and obviously monetize my product in different lines and why not and there the bigger brand is kind of i won't say giving opportunity the smaller brands to kind of feed into their system and and help them to build a customer and i i'm taking another example which is education again uh, say think about uh, uh, great learning coming up and giving an ad with virat kohli coming in right so that created a huge amount of customer base and marketing segment for a smaller players who saying that okay education online and uh, probably uh, you know in aspirational saying that i can learn so many different topics in an online university that has created that awareness 
for other people so that's that's another co-creation that is happening the bigger brand is basically spending a lot of money into creating the market creating the market and educating the market and the smaller brands the smaller people smaller startups are getting benefits out of it that co-creation as an ecosystem is also happening as we speak you know another aspect i wanted to quickly come to i know i know we are kind of running out of time here uh is that you know why we've spoken about many of the obvious examples right uh uh travel uh, uh e-commerce certainly uh uh things like even beauty healthcare you know uh, from the material to the spiritual everywhere you know there are uh, apps but you know uh, there maybe there are also some sectors sometimes with that we uh, sort of ignore for instance uh, gaming right or or uh, you know especially like you know fantasy gaming these are these are very uh, huge and of course then there is ott which is thriving and literally killing uh, traditional uh, broadcast media uh, and of course there's there's messaging and more so what what are you, what are your takes on uh, some of these sectors and the potential they have to grow and also what more they could do uh, in terms of uh, growing this app economy providing more jobs and uh, really uh, helping towards you know that 1 trillion uh, digital economy that nitin was uh, speaking about maybe uh, sanjoy you could uh, uh, start with this one if it's uh, yes so i am like i am very excited about this fantasy sports plus ott platform kind of economy right uh fantasy sports if we take uh, all the different fantasy sports platforms which is there in india and there are a lot of international players who are trying to kind of start working in india is a uh, engaging a lot of people uh the engagement have gone out of the roof because of pandemic because people have uh, a lot of money to spend and as well as a lot of time to spend on on is on on all of these fantasy sports platform uh, and also it's creating a lot of job uh, because if i take Uh, the, all of these smaller players. Uh, if I, I I can give you certain examples, which is very similar to bigger fantasy sports platforms, right? So they have employed they are from tier two, tier three cities, and they have started uh, you know employing people from tier two, tier three cities. This whole app was built in by full stack developers in in purely from tier two, tier three cities. So that's employment is getting generated. A lot of people are doing a lot of things in fantasy sports as well as in OTT platform. When we talk about OTT platform, where OTT platform vernacular backgrounds are coming together as well as it's creating a huge amount of economy for content creators all across the space all across india so that is also happening uh, as we speak um so and this is going to go on this is going to be just i think i think people are saying that this this is just the tip of the iceberg that we talk about this economy is going to grow Uh, and as soon as more people are going to come into the picture, and probably some bigger player might, you know, this consolidation might happen. Bigger player might buy off certain smaller players, but this is we are just, you know, starting phase of this whole economy of fantasy sports, OTT, and all, or kind of entertainment in in kind of an engagement way, not an Amazon or a Netflix kind of entertainment. So, you know, uh, I I don't know if uh, uh, Mr. Hari or Nitin anything you all want to add to this. Yeah, yeah, I would like to add on this, right? So if you if you take a step back and see the two two to three hours of available time and that data affordability of data, right, has actually boosted the value of the content. So consumers are actually absorbing a lot of content compared to how what they were consuming ten years back, and they will consume much more with this. vernacular localization and more and more creators coming from smaller towns right so this is actually revolutionized the whole whole ecosystem it's not 
uh, it's not only about metros now. Startups are coming from smaller cities and jobs are happening in those cities. So a, a guy in Indore is happy working for a company in Indore because the startups are creating value also. So the aspirations are getting met right there. And it's not so much about big players winning. It's about small players getting big much faster because of the audience of one, what we say, 1 billion people and every individual have a opportunity to fuel the business. That's how we, how we see we are the biggest market in the globe. We are the fastest growing market in the globe. We are the most young millennial market in the globe. This, this advantage, we have it for next 10 years, right? It's not changing. We, we will command. We will see 40, 50 unicorns this year and maybe, uh, you know, a couple of hundreds in next two, three years. Imagine the job creation. Absolutely. In, in fact, that brings me to my uh, next question, you know, and uh, uh, my, my uh, final, uh, final question. I know there's so much more to discuss. Uh, but really, I wanted to end with this, the jobs part, because that is so, so important uh, for India, right? That's one of India's uh, biggest challenges. So how can India really better leverage this job, uh, this app economy to drive job creation? And again, that, that, that's a two-pronged challenge there. One is socio-economic one, which improves wages and living standards for those currently in the informal economy. And I guess even there, there's a secondary challenge, the gig, gig, uh, gig economy and where the workers are protected. And secondly, perhaps a larger one also of enabling technology and business skills for those who build these apps on the digital data infrastructure that really powers them. Because, you know, as Nitin says, I mean, if there are going to be uh, uh, 30, 40 unicorns this year and hundreds in the coming years, you need a lot of capabilities to build these, right? Uh, build the data infrastructures and all of that. Two-pronged question. Uh, again, I guess all of you, I'm sure you will have views uh, on this. Mr. Hari, perhaps uh, you can uh, uh, start out on this. Yeah. So let me just uh, focus a little bit uh, on the job uh, situation. You know, India is a country where 12 to 15 million you know, people enter employable age every year. And there's no way India will be able to create high paying jobs for 12 million people. There's no way. The entire IT services industry of which we talk so much about, in 25 years, it has created 5 million jobs. In 25 years, 5 million jobs. Whereas every year, 12 to 15 million people are entering employable age. So a large part of the jobs will continue to be the blue collar variety, I would say, and not necessarily very high paid. And I think what the app economy or app based companies have unleashed is that they have democratized a lot of things. For the first time, I think they have uh, been able to streamline and industrialize both skills as well as delivery of services. Let's just take a example, real life, a couple of examples. One example is take the urban company, right? So we had plumbers before, we had technicians before, we had beauticians before, but this kind of services they provide, the difficulty it was in discovering you know, the right kind of uh, customers, the discovery difficulties that customers had in finding people with the right kind of skills was immense. As a result, the entire quality of service as well as industrialization never happened. It was fraught with inefficiencies. I think what uh, these platform companies are doing and what Urban Clap in this context is doing is brought everyone on the platform and made the whole process very easy. Every service is rated by a consumer. So every consumer knows who's a good service provider. And therefore, the average service providers have an incentive to go and upskill and learn. 
So I think you know many of these app-based companies they removed a big bottleneck in the India in India's quest for prosperity and quest for jobs by taking away a lot of friction on the ground. In addition, they also created completely new employment opportunities. So just take you know even companies like Ola, Uber. I think at least two million drivers must be on their platforms by now. More than two million drivers, and all this happened. Just because of technology and these platforms, so I think app-based platform companies have, are solving India's employment challenge in a very big way. And several content companies, which need not some of which are need not be necessarily platform companies, also providing content op- creation opportunities for a lot of creators. And many of these creators, it doesn't matter where they are; all that matters is their creativity. So they can be sitting in small towns and be creating content for anybody. So I think uh, India's, uh, you know, India was gridlocked in a low-income trap. I think some of the gridlocks have been removed by uh, many of these app-based companies and app technology. Nitin Sanjay, your your take on this? I I actually agree with uh, Hari, right? So gig economy is for aspiring Indian, the Indian which wants to do multiple jobs. He is a content creator. He is a brand ambassador. He he's a Uber driver. He he's he's the delivery guy. He's the call center executive, and and that's that's what is what is happening. So these jobs are getting multiplied year on year with how the new age digital platform integrated companies are are growing because of the ecosystem, because of the more offering, and with right design thinking, technology, and the customer experience. i think we can transform our one connected nation right it's it's so so much uh you know great it's a, it's a great time to be in india it's a, it's a great time to be a middle class indian which is see, seeing the growth of india right and gig economy freelance you know part time is not full time anymore it's when i want to work where from where i want to work i think that's that's what uh, it leads to it doesn't matter whether you can speak english or not it doesn't matter you know what caste you come from it doesn't matter uh, you know what what uh, you know religion or caste it's it doesn't matter at all right it's now about you participating and and changing the customer experience and actually in cashing absolutely i think that's a very good point. sanjay i also wanted to ask the same question to you but also want to bring in you know the larger uh, you know the technology and business skills which are also required uh, to build some of these uh, companies these these future unicorns that will focus uh, move uh, on bharat and really uh, enable so much more of uh, wealth creation jobs etc what's what's your uh, take on that Yeah, I'll just take a yeah. I'll, I'm going to take a little bit. So from our technology side, I'm just my perspective on the technology side. How all of these startups have have kind of changed and created a lot of jobs in in a tier two, tier three city and colleges. So in today, a particular startup would need I don't know a particular startup would start with uh, would require kind of couple of full stack developers right to just to create the product to check whether the product is market fit or not. So a lot of startups starts like that, more in a smaller city like in Indore or a, or a, or maybe in more smaller city like in a smaller city in probably a small village in 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 Bihar or in UP. There you have a college who has a certain understanding of the student. If he understand full stack development, he would be able to create a product which you would be able to test for 
200 customers. So that's where the technology is coming into play, where probably the student of coming out of a tier two, tier three cities, not great at communicating in English, would not got a, got a job uh, in the bigger players. But now this, because of these startups, they are getting jobs, they are getting opportunities because they are communicating in vernacular language. They are coming, they are building products with the small skill that is there and with the technology coming in, in a way that you can build apps in 30 days. I'm not talking about the big super apps, but you create can create this product market fit apps to check whether my product is working well or not. And this, these startups are building everywhere. And the smaller player people who would not have got a job or probably have to shift for a job into a bigger city is getting jobs. And that is a bigger change that is happening. And from a business perspective, yes, uh, again, I would come back to that point where because the job has shifted, as Nitin beautifully said, that a guy in Indore can work in a company indoor, getting paid good enough to stay, uh, have a very good lifestyle in Indore. That person might not, the only problem but that person might would have had is like he might not have a great communication skill in English to survive in Bangalore. But now because these startups are being developed in Bharat, there is no need to have a great business capability or, or that need of communicating well in English. He's able to get a job and do really do well um, for himself. And, and this is the right time to be in a middle class India. It's like you're getting jobs, you're getting great opportunity to being a startup. And even you can start your own startup like me. Like I come from a typical Bharat kind of place, a smaller house garden in Calcutta. So I have that dream coming out of vernacular medium school, have the dream and build my own startup. So that I am kind of a product of that Bharat economy that we talk about and the aspirations because I have some technology skill which can be converted into business. I think it's beautiful. One, 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 one small point. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, what he said is absolutely beautiful. It touched my heart. Uh, you know, it's a responsibility of bigger brands. Okay. Yeah. We actually go and pick a raw talent and train it. Right. The India has a problem of actually hireable, uh, you know, ready hireable talent. I yeah. think if we solve that, what Hari also touched upon that out of 20 million only, you know, very tiny bit got uh, get, get jobs or get absorbed, right? And there is a huge need. So it's a responsibility of mid and large brands that we go just not to tier one, but tier two, tier three, smaller colleges, pick talent, train them and, you know, and, and do our response. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a responsibility and only, yeah. Yeah. right? It's, it's more of an India story. It's more of it. That's where the ecosystem creation will happen. And Anitun, just to add to that, I think that's what Wired is also trying to do, like getting students out of, uh, you know, cities, smaller cities and kind of train them and make them employable. That's where we are also trying to do. And like people like me <laughs> trying to help uh, students coming out of these colleges and make, make them employable. Absolutely. Help ADL. We, 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 we are going to be 550 next year. Please, please help us fulfill. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Well, on, on that note, you know, I mean, we, we've run out of time. We've had a fascinating uh, conversation. We've looked at so many different aspects of the IIT economy from the transformation that it has wrought in India to the transformation that will come. And I know, uh, you know, uh, as they say in uh, Hindi, right, we, we talked about 
लोकलाइजेशन पिक्चर अभी बाकी है द पिक्चर इज मच मच बिगर देन यू कैन एवर इमेजिन थैंक यू जेंटलमैन थैंक यू मिस्टर हरी थैंक यू नितिन थैंक यू संजॉय बींग पार्ट ऑफ दिस ब्लूमबर्ग एंड कॉन्वर्जेशन ऑन द नेक्स्ट एवोल्यूशन ऑफ द एप इकोनॉमी पावर्ड बाई यू वाइट इट इज रियल प्लेजर एंड सच अ वंडरफुल लर्निंग एक्सपीरियंस हैविंग यू एज पार्ट ऑफ दिस डिस्कशन थैंक यू Thanks a lot thanks a lot for yeah, the opportunity yeah. Ivan thank you